are listening to the Midwestern American Podcast. Straight to you from the middle of the map. Welcome to the Midwestern American Podcast on this lovely Monday, April 6th. Oh, it was gorgeous out today. I actually stepped outside for the first time in a couple days, and it it was gorgeous being outside in the nice weather. Uh, Can't really go anywhere and do anything because of the uh, coronavirus scare, but, you know, we try to make the best of it as much as we can. So uh, today we're going to do things a little bit differently. Uh, I've got a buddy of mine, and uh, we're we're just going to... We're just going to sit here and just and just talk about all sorts of stuff. We will definitely talk about news and politics, uh, but we'll touch on some other things as well. So I'm going to bring in my buddy, Bobby Williams. What's going on, man? What's up, my man? Oh, dude, it's been a minute. It's been it's been more than a minute. It has. So so Bob and I uh, grew up together. When did we? Dude, we were kids. I mean, you were really a kid. Um, yeah. I, I think I met you before you were driving. Yeah, we were um, young. Yeah, so we really I was... Young. I was skateboarding in Havelock, and and somebody said that you sang, and I sang, and we decided to put things together. And- Music is what did it. Exactly. Music is what did it, and uh, and from there it took off. We started a group, and we performed all the time, and it was it was crazy. And then of course life happened, and exactly, you know. But but yeah, we still talk all the time, and I wanted to bring him on as my first guest just because we have so many things that we could talk about. <laughs> It's ridiculous. We could probably make this podcast like three or four hours long. We're not going to do that. At least. Uh, but but we will definitely have some fun. We'll talk about some past stuff, some current stuff, some future stuff, you know, just all sorts of stuff. For so, sure. So, yeah, let's get into it, man. So, first things first. What I need to know is um, you just recently got married. Yeah, man. I, this this threw me for a loop because I wasn't aware that you were getting married. Yeah. Um, and so, how exactly... Did this happen? All right. So here's how it went down. Uh, Jennifer and I had planned it uh, to be September 26th of this year. Okay. Um, things were great, and we were going to keep it September 26th. Uh, I own and, and, and operate a uh, fairly successful DJ company. Uh, I happen to get a ton of calls. Five-star entertainment, couples. by the Thank way. No, I don't mean to budge in, but five-star <laughs> entertainment. Make sure you hit them up. With the number five. Yes. Um, but anyway, so a lot of couples were hitting me up, and uh, they wanted September 26th. And... Uh, so it's kind of in a hard place. Uh, I wasn't going to my fiance and say we're, we're going to move the date. Uh, luckily, we visit Colorado a lot, and we can touch on that later too. Yep. Um, I recently quit going as often as I was. <laughs> um, but when we go, I don't stay with my dad because he keeps a house at 110 degrees. Um, so we like stay mine. at the Embassy Suites. Yep. It is. I, I've got a few beads of sweat going down my back <laughs> as we speak. Um, but we stay at the Embassy Suites, and our uh, I guess our, our waitress or bartender uh, uh, is Carrie. Uh, she and her fiance were engaged as well, and we were keeping in conversation again. Keep in mind, I'm out there every two to three weeks. Yeah. Um, so the, she became a friend quickly, um, and we got to talking. And she had mentioned a free offering that Denver does every year on Valentine's Day. Be it a bit cliche, um, but I, I saw I saw the sign not only to save money, uh, but <laughs> also to put Jennifer in a position where it's hard to say no. We're right. gonna bump the wedding up, you know, yeah. six, seven, eight months, whatever the case may be, and. Uh, um, she was on board. Um, nice. so I was able to book the two shows that I wanted for September 26th for other brides and grooms and, and clients out there. Uh, but more importantly, uh, it got me uh, in a position where I had to say, I do a little quicker than I thought I was going to. Yeah. 
Um, but it never felt better doing it. Uh, honestly, it's it's nearly been two months now. Obviously, Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. Right. Uh, we're about to April fourteenth now, and and uh, it looks like uh, sixty days of bliss is is right around the corner. But it was a it was a different thing. Not a lot of my friends knew. Um, right. uh, hardly anybody knew. They knew of September twenty sixth. A lot of them knew that. Right. But I just when when we thought Valentine's Day. I wasn't sure if Jennifer was going to go for it. Two weeks later, we find ourselves down at the courthouse in Denver, Colorado, getting married. In hoodies. Uh, and uh, in hoodies. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, if you want to do the fancy, <laughs> all right, if you want to, if you want the bee's knees, if you will, you go and throw a suit, obviously, and a dress on. Right. Uh, and we discussed it on the way there. We, we actually had nice clothes with us uh, and thought, you know what, we're just going to go. Um, that's just as is, if you will. That's the way to do it. Just the S and D style. S and D um, style. I yep. know, and again, people out there don't know what that means. So I'll just, <laughs> I'll stop that. But what I will say is just comfortable. You yes. know, we just wanted to be out there and you love me. I love you. And we're going to do this and we're going to make it happen. And so now here I am again, 60 days or so is coming. Yep. Um, I'm always planning ahead, but uh, I'm excited. And, and she's also been my partner. Um, and, and what I mean by that is obviously we've been dating a long time too. Sure. Um, but she's, she's an intricate part of Five Star Entertainment as well. You know, um, I started bringing her to shows a while back, uh, and then she fell in love with it. I mean, if she could get on the microphone, I could book her yeah. uh, and do her own shows. She's incredible. Like, the, the musical knowledge is there. Nice. Um, she's just afraid of the microphone. And, yeah. and I think that's what keeps 90% of qualifi qualified people yeah. out of the business, the business, if you will. Absolutely. Um, either you can talk on the mic or you can't. That's right. You know, you're going to make mistakes like I have in the last 20 seconds here. <laughs> But you just got to roll with it. You can't you just go. With don't it. beat yeah. yourself up no, over it. No, just you move don't. on. You don't. Uh, because everybody can relate. That's right. So how being married and going straight into this coronavirus wow. thing, how has that, has that affected the marriage at all? Has it made it better maybe? You know, I think it put us in the house. Um, yeah. I mean, again, we're doing everything we can to do the stay home, you know, unite together and, and, and right. try and beat this thing. And, um, with all that being said, again, we don't do Colorado a lot. And one of the things that we do, Jennifer's about 95 pounds soaking wet. Right. And she loves to hike and to bike and to do these things. And, and I know I need to do more of that. Sure. Um, so when we go to Colorado, it's kind of my, I know that, number one, I get to see my dad. And that right. means the world to me. So if that means I got to walk a few miles, I'll do it. Right. Uh, you know, but yeah, as far as that goes, we also had a uh, honeymoon planned. Yep. Um, you know, again, just being the perfect person, Jennifer said that we could actually do. Um, something that I enjoy, which is horse racing, and that's the Belmont Stakes. Uh, and that's the first weekend of June this year. Um, and typically it's Kentucky Derby. Right. Two weeks later, the Preakness. Three weeks later, the Belmont. <clears throat> so Jeez. that was going to be it. We were going to go to New York, of all places, for the oh, Belmont geez. Stakes. And uh, clearly that's not going to happen, but no. uh, that's okay. Like I said, it's um, that kind of took a back seat. Again, we're home, we're healthy, we're safe. Most of my friends and my family that I know of um, – well, family, I know, but friends, yeah. I've got a lot. Um, and some of which I'm closer with, obviously, like you. Right. Um, but some have, I mean, they've kind of tapered off a little bit. Sure. Um, but that being said, I don't know of any of my friends or family that have been necessarily affected by this uh, right. personally. But many families and many people out there have been. So yeah, uh, it's a bummer deal. Yeah, it is a bummer deal. And it's here in Nebraska, we don't see the strain that places like New York is seeing. Um, yeah, and man. obviously the good news that's coming out now is that it looks like it's 
they're they're over their peak. That's right. And coming down off of that, so that's fantastic news. We'll have to see over the next few days or week or whatever um, how that continues. We know there's other states that are going to get hit with it, and it's right. going to be their turn to deal with it. So we're we're still, I guess, if we want to say we're lucky, right. um, because we don't know. It could still hit us hard, but as of right now, we're we're still good. I think we're doing the good thing of you know kind of hunkering down at and home. we are a good six feet apart you and i but yes that's a good thing you said that by the way just so you guys know yes we are in the studio together but we are social distancing absolutely so, you know we're not sitting on each other's laps or anything we are we and are i did bring a mask just in case he i mean i came prepped it's I on his prepped. forehead right now which but. is just simply covering my receding hairline. So <laughs> I hope these masks never go out of style. No, because yeah. with this, I, I would use one, but I would need a few of them to cover. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm pretty bald, so I would need them all over. Oh, know, goodness. That, I'll but. be there soon. I'm so fortunate. I'll just hold on to what I got while I've got it. I had to let it go. <laughs> I tried too long. I had to let it go, oh. man. So speaking of the business and the coronavirus stuff, tell me and, and everybody how this has affected this because – I hear the stories, yep. obviously, of a lot of these, uh, the venues are shutting down and can't, mm -hmm. obviously, you can't have gatherings of over 10 people. Right. Um, a lot of these people have paid deposits or yep. have paid in full. <clears throat> They've booked uh, you as a DJ or other DJs, photographers, caterers, all, all these things. Let us in on the that industry and how that is all playing out some good stories some bad stories what what's going on for sure well and and it's cool about it and you know because you dabbled in it as well yeah. um what's cool about the dj scene um you know lincoln omaha and surrounding areas is yes we all want the business but we're all in business together Absolutely. um there's plenty of people plenty of clients out there not everybody's going to pick five-star entertainment right. you know not everybody's going to pick rlb entertainment who's a good friend of mine ricky out of crete um, you know, you got the Nick Fitch, the Matt Eskras, um, I mean, and complete music. Of course, everybody knows that name, right? That's where we started That's you right. and I, That's right. um, and, uh, basically what complete music was to me was a tool to figure out if I really wanted to move forward with the industry Yeah, and, and immediately I fell in love with it. Yeah. And, uh, so many, many, many years later, um, I just decided to make it kind of my own craft. Um, so I talked to my dad, bought my first company called Unique Sounds. Yep. Um, and then I joined the band Cactus Hill and I, I started losing touch with the clients. I wasn't doing all I could and should do for those clients. So I sold uh, that company to a friend, um, did the Cactus Hill thing for a while. And again, we're kind of getting off topic, but in, in essence, I got back in about five years ago with Five Star Entertainment. Um, and that being said, that brings us to current day where I'm getting calls every single day. Now I wish I was getting the calls to book brand new shows. Right. But these calls are from clients that have me booked uh, for February, yeah. March, April, May, June, uh, some into July now that they're not sure. It's, it's uncertain if they need to change the date or right. if they have to change the date, but they're doing it just to be safe. Yep. Um, I mean, come on, you can't have a reception with, I mean, you're talking a matter of having four people there. Yeah. After you, if it's just the bride, the groom, and like they're a single parent and myself. Seems it's pretty not, pricey. It's not going to happen. For, yeah, yeah. Well, and it's not going to happen. And I'll right. tell you, I'm one of the few, well, and actually I shouldn't say one of the few, but I am one of the companies that do offer um, that saving grace of if I can't move your date, right. uh, you're not going to lose those monies. You know, when you make a deposit, of course, it's a non-refundable de deposit. Sure. Um, but that being said, if I can't fulfill that date, I'm going to make sure I applicate those funds or, or, or allocate rather uh, to another date, uh, whether it's a birthday party, anniversary, whatever the case is, a corporate party, we're going to make it right. Right. Um, and I have read where most venues are doing that. 
I did unfortunately read a story, and this must be an incredibly pricey venue. I don't think it was here. Um, I can't recall exactly where I read it, um, but they had put down a $7,500 deposit oh on a my. venue. Oh, my. Um, and they were very strict. I mean, this is your date. Sorry it didn't work. You're out. Um, oh, no. And so I just, I mean, we're, I'm my deposit, and, and the DJ's here. We're talking, most of us do three, four $400 down, or maybe half down. The rest do day of... Yep. Um, but I can't imagine somebody throwing out $7,000 or something like that and being told, Hey, because of this, um, because of things out of everybody's yeah, control, there's nothing we could do. You about just it. lose your money. That, you just lose just, it. That's not right. Um, so we're moving a lot of dates. We have booked some cool new shows. Um, four, three, two, one is a big one. Um, you know, for April 3rd of next year, obviously. So, um, I'm, I'm, I'm booked there. Um, I booked a bunch for June 26th now, just simply moving from this year. Yep. Um, everything I can do in my power. And listen, I think honestly at this point, um, if I do need Jennifer to go and do her own, I think she could. Yeah. Um, especially by this time next year, she'll definitely be ready to go. Are Whether, you guys, uh, sorry to cut you. Are you guys okay. going to have to, uh, because you have months worth of shows, are I, you going to have to start stacking them on dates once this clears up and, well, and instead of doing one or two shows a night, doing three or more? Yeah. We're going to have to stack them up. We're going to have to do what we can do when we can do it technically. I mean, um, I've got tons of gear. I mean, you know it. I know it. I mean, listen, I've got a lot of people that work for me. I've got three people, yep. me, myself included. That gives me me, Eddie, and Grant. Right. That's it. And Jennifer if needed. And, and Jennifer if needed. But again, getting her on the mic, uh, yeah. ooh, I, I'd have to do a lot of dishes. Send her, I'd have to, send I'd, her to a sorority. Yeah, I'd have, to, I'd have to get her a, a, a year's... Uh, you know, worth of nails and hair just, done. Just tell her to come in here and we'll just pre-record. Yeah. And she can just play her talking parts. That's all she needs to do. I okay. mean, listen, she talks plenty. Right. Um, so she just needs to get in front of a crowd and do it. Just not in front of people. And actually, she did do it one time when I was freaking out. My computer had crashed. I said, oh. I need you to talk. Please talk. Um, and she did. And, and actually, it was a cool one. It was yeah. actually a uh, uh, one of my Asian weddings. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. It, uh, we were at Firefighters Hall out there by Sun Valley. Um, <clears throat> for whatever reason... Deb runs a hall out there. She's a great friend as well. Uh, something actually happened with her computer as well. I don't know what the case was, but it went down for a moment. It was a quick fix, but Jennifer had to talk a little bit. And uh, um, But yeah, we'll stack shows. We'll do what we have to do. Um, does this mean I'll, I may or may not participate in as many wedding fairs? Absolutely. Right. Um, and that stinks because, again, going back to my complete days, we had Rush Free. Yeah who I'm great friends with. Russ Free is an amazing yep. individual. Um, who used to be with Complete Music, right? Correct, he, right. He sold to anymore. Sean. Okay. And I'm not, as, as Sean's a great guy too, from what I understand. I don't do as much with him. Um, we but, know Russ from when we were Exactly. There. So that's, that's how when we, we have the relationship. carrying around CDs. Oh. Um, <laughs> and we're talking 20 cases of case logic. Dude, those were so heavy. So I, heavy. And I unpredictable. Remember, completely unpredictable. Uh, I remember carrying... Oh God! There had to be six to eight bags worth of CDs, and and when you had to see young DJs today don't understand. No, it's all digital. It's in the computer. You just load up what you're going to play and hit play. Yeah. Back in the day, you would start a, a three minute song, and then you had to get out your binder. Correct. To find the next song you wanted oh to play God. and find out what disc it was on. Yeah. Hunt that down throughout your case logic cases while taking get, requests. While taking requests. Get it loaded, get it queued up, and literally the song is fading. Yeah, as you're ready to start. Oh, the next your song. heart's racing. Oh, it's it's sweating. This is why we've lost so much hair. Absolutely. I mean, honestly, dude, when you look, when you book when you when you look back and all the weddings and parties that we booked and yeah. and done, um, 
it's, it's stressful. It's, 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 oh, it's so stressful. Yeah. I mean, back in the day, you're, I mean, you're talking about it's your love as the first dance. Yeah. And it skips. I mean, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Telling people to stay away from yeah, the table oh, because they would bump, bump into it. it. Oh, yeah. my God. Oh, yeah. It just it reminds you of the record player days. Oh, which, absolutely. We, you know, we we had we record players. That. We, we just missed it. Yeah. I mean, it was there, but it wasn't prevalent. Yeah. Until, and and know, the cassette tape. And the cassette tape. At least the cassette tape wouldn't skip. No. But, the, but remember would, the fast whoa, forward to the next song? Oh, man. <laughs> or rewind. Try, yeah. Rewind and fast forward and then oh play to God. see where you were at. And, oh, yeah. Horrible. Horrible. No, I, I I really enjoyed DJing. Um, I, I don't I don't know why I couldn't do it anymore. Like yeah, I man. just I, I I enjoy the business side of it, but actually going out and DJing, I didn't mind doing like sorority dances and stuff. Right. But um, I think the most stressful thing that most people don't understand is why DJs get so upset when they're requesting. And and I think this is a, a reason why is because we have we're trying to process a million different things. We're trying to find the next song. We're trying right. to get it loaded up. We're trying to run lights. We're trying to make sure audio is okay. We're thinking about our next announcement we're going to make. We're yep. we're dealing with a million different things, and then you've got people coming up and asking for songs that aren't relevant whatsoever. <laughs> when you know it would kill your dance. Maybe got floor. back. Right. You know it's going to kill your dance floor if you yeah. play it. You're, you're doing a wedding, Correct. and everybody in there is wearing cowboy hats and cowboy boots, and somebody comes up and wants you to play Baby Got Back. Or, Correct. Now, sometimes those will work. Right. There a are song some like songs, that. Yeah, that, yeah. Something like that or Keep Ice Ice shuffle. Baby. Or, yeah, those yeah. things are going to work. But if they come up and they want the new Migos song, right. you're like, this is just not going to work here. And they do know? that. They do. And, yeah. and, and then they get upset when you don't play it, and, right. you know, and it is what it is. And but. that actually brings me back to the – the benefit of having Jennifer with me. Right. Um, so I think a tag team partner, if Absolutely. you can do it. Now, you don't want to bring that tag team partner that parks at six feet away from you no, on the no, chair no, and drinks no. all night. Yeah, no. You want somebody that's there with you. That's you know, right. and, and like I said, I, I listen, she's not here. You think right. she was as much credit as I'm giving her. But, right. I mean, I love having her there, man. She takes those requests. She runs yep. the lights. Yep. Um, and thanks to you and others that have got us hooked up on the – you know, the iPads and stuff. I mean, these right. are things that I should have already probably known about. But you're um, there now, and that's all that matters. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but I'm, I'm a kind of, I'm a guy that once I get to know something and I'm familiar and I'm comfortable with it, then you're it's good. hard for me to change. Yeah. But I'm so glad I have now. Yeah. It, it's nice having all the digital stuff. Yeah. And and Jennifer is definitely a go-getter. So absolutely. She'll, she'll pick it up. She'll learn it. She'll yep. run it. And that takes a lot of pressure off of yep. you, which is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, it's killer. So how do you feel about all this coronavirus stuff? Well, again, one of the things anybody that knows me knows that I've, I've honestly got, I've got a ton of friends, but I've got a real tight handful of best friends. Right. Um, honestly, you got my dad, who's yeah. Oh, yeah. everything. Yeah. Um, you got yourself. You got Jim Campbell, who was my lead singer and best friend at Cactus Hill. Jimmy's a man. Uh, he is a man. I'm yeah. actually working full time for him now yeah. as well. Jimmy's That's awesome. so fun. Yeah. I mean, yeah. to come where I'm at to where I get to work with my best friend every day. Right. I mean. You can't beat it. Get it. Get out of here. You can't beat it. You know? I do the same thing. I yeah, mean, true. I, my brother is my best friend. There I you go. work with him every day. I don't Boom. see him every day, but we talk on the phone for like two hours every day. You so. know, I'm glad you brought Kyle up too, because K-Dub the sound, what a great guy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. you and I go back so far that I know your family in and out. Right. Your mom was the only person around yeah. that I could celebrate my 21st birthday with. Right. And we went and we watched my dad. Young. Yeah. yeah. So your young. mom and I went to Gentleman yeah. Jim's and watched yep. my dad's band play. Yeah. Unforgiven with Sue Eldred at the time. Yeah. Uh, little plug there for a bunch of people that probably will never hear this, but, and bars that have come and gone. Right. Um, but like I said, it's just one of those things that, um, you know, I, I, I've got a ton of good friends, but I've got a real tight grip 
of, of my best friends yeah. that I check in with all the time. Absolutely. Make sure everything's good. And uh, they check in with me. I'm, we're good. Yeah. Um, I don't get to travel as much. Right. Um, one of the things that I really do and like to do is I've got great people that can help run my business. Yep. So that opens up the opportunity to me going to see my dad, you know, and he's in Denver. Right. So kind of one of the epicenters, if you will. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll admit, I, and we were talking about this out back a little bit ago. Yeah. Um, you know, I was one of those people that was like, you know what, look, this, let's, let's, uh, you know, for me, it, I think it's because I'm so positive yeah. that it's hard for me to swallow the negative. Yes. So I was like, look, this, this is, I think it's a little blown out of proportion. We're right. going to keep going. Right. Um, and, uh, in doing so, I saw those numbers start to escalate and yeah. climb. And then I saw cases that were being brought back yes. from Colorado into Nebraska. Right. Uh, a matter of fact, the same weekend, the last weekend I went was at March 6th weekend. Um, you can check the screens and they'll tell you, uh, yeah, a gentleman in his thirties brought it back from Colorado that yeah. same weekend. Um, thankfully and luckily, you know, we didn't have any of the signs of that. I feel great. Yep. Jennifer feels great. Uh, and that's good. Um, because then they, you know, would look to who you've talked to and who you've been around. And right. I mean, that's probably a couple hundred at this point. Uh, yeah. So thankfully yeah. it's, it's, uh, I, I, I'm, I'm hoping that uh, a month after the fact, those things would have, uh, uh, the signs would have shown themselves. Oh yeah. So I consider myself lucky, but at the same point, also grounded. Uh, I'm not making those trips anymore until we kind of get more of a good idea of what's going on here. And right. So yeah, it, it it cut the travel, but Dad and I talk every day. Um, he's healthy. He's good. Yeah. You know, he's a little bit older. 19 years and 361 days older than me. Yeah. Um. So we're that down we're, to the day. Well, we're so close, man. Right. I mean, we are so close. Um. It's it's crazy, you know. I, I know this. Shout out to Bud. Oh, shout out to Bud. Yeah, Bud's I mean, awesome. shut out or shout out rather to Bud. Yeah. Bud's Next to awesome. my grandparents, who who again were just just tied with him. Yeah. Uh, you know, clearly they passed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But uh, that just brings me right back to my dad. Yeah. Um, so if I can get free, if it's where I can put Grant uh, and Eddie out uh, with the weddings, give them money in their pocket. Yep. Uh, and still feel so good. I, I it's not like I'm feeling guilty. Right. Um, I don't commit. Uh, to these clients uh, saying, I'll be your DJ and then send Eddie or Grant. You right. know, obviously we meet with the clients in advance. They get to know who their DJ is and they meet with them, talk with them uh, and build that rapport prior to that night. So right. it's a good thing, man. I love what we do. One, I was going to kind of piggyback off that talking about how, you know, we grew up together and we have a lot of the same friends and, and you know, you being able to go out on your 21st birthday with my mother and all that yeah. kind of stuff. Mom's is cool. Oh yeah. Um, being able to do that kind of stuff. But I got to, you know, really know your family too. And which yep. is fantastic people, yeah, obviously, man. you know, your grandparents and mm. your aunt Carol, I, I you know, that sucks yeah. that, that they've passed, but I feel that it was cool that I was able to really have some kind of relationship yep. with them and see them every single day when I was at the print For shop sure. and yep. um, get to go into the building. I, I hate to see that that building is not part of the family anymore. I that, know that bothers me, but, but it still has our name on it. It still has the name. I mean, that's what's cool. Yeah. It still I has mean, the name on it. Every day I drive by there yeah. and I'm like, so tell printing. I mean, it's I, and people still talk to me like, well, I was going to stop by and say hi at your shop. Yeah. It's not my shop anymore. I, I told my brother the other day, because um, we're we've kind of gone back and forth on getting a shop for the business, and I was like, man, if we could get Satels, that would be so badass. But obviously, it, it I, I think price wise, <laughs> uh, I think it's I think it's thirty five hundred a month. I think the sign's on there now. Oh, is it? Yeah. Being, so is, um, is it being leased out? Yeah. So Diamond Dalman Drywall, excuse me, Dalman Drywall bought it out. Um, and it was, well, it's just because I think they had bigger plans for it at, at first. Okay. Um, 
keep in mind when my parents sold that, and I say my parents, it was really my aunt and my dad, but sure. Carol was like a mom to me. Yep. Um, when they sold that, that used to be a gas station. Yep. So there's oh, pumps yeah. in the ground or right. tanks rather. Right. Um, the chance was this, you could sell it as is like what they did. Right. Um, and took an all cash offer or you go through finance and if they finance it, then they're gonna have to dig in the ground, make sure those tanks are okay. properly filled and yeah. aren't polluting the ground. Right. Um, and at that time, believe it or not, they risk a, uh, a fine of like a million dollars if oh, it wasn't yeah. Yeah. properly done. So listen, I don't blame my dad and my aunt for taking the cash offer from, from Dalman. Yep. Um, and he's that kind of individual in that, that company. They're so big right. and they do such great work. Yeah. Um, that's why Satel still sits there. I've actually called and said, can I have a sign? He's like, absolutely. As soon as we do something with it, yeah, you're welcome to it. That's you know, awesome. we'll, we'll take them down for you. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, one, I think, actually blew down in the storm. It looks like maybe one's missing. but Oh, really? Um, yeah, so there's still, I mean, those aged signs from back. I mean, when I was a kid, when I was a baby. Right. Um, yeah, I remember it. Like yeah. it was yesterday. Not a lot has changed about that building. Oh, um, no, I I remember we <laughs> shot a music video in there. Oh, and we remember the shopping cart? I mean, how long is this show going to go? Dude, I mean, well, we got plenty honestly, of time. Dude, you don't want to <laughs> Dude, there's there's I some mean, stories. Uh, we Oh god. <clears throat> so, let's just let's just get unique attraction out of the way real quick. All right. It, I you know, I wasn't planning on going into this, but since we've already kind of went down this road like three times, we might as well just get it exactly. out of the way. So, uh Bob and I, when we were really, really young, I said, really, well, really you young. were real young. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really. Young. <laughs> you made me feel young. Yeah. So, you know, in our, in our teens, um, we started hanging out, we started doing music. We started a, a, a group called unique attraction and we, we got to a point where we were performing, we were, we were performing days, like every single week, Friday, Saturday night, every single week. Um, we were making decent money on the side doing it. We were having a blast. You guys would laugh if you knew exactly what we were doing. We were actually doing like boy band stuff in yeah. sync, Backstreet Boys. We were dancing and, and singing. I mean, these were very, very popular at the time we were doing I, it. Yeah, it was so, early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was yeah. extremely popular and it would still pop today oh, if sure. we went out because people, the nostalgia would, would get people. But um, we were on the radio stations all the time and we were promoting and we were performing. And at the same time, I was doing underground recordings and we were recording our first album. And so there was a lot going on at that time. But the funny thing was back then, it, the equipment wasn't as accessible as it is today. Absolutely. And so here we are with like a $200 camcorder and a <laughs> fog machine. Yeah. In, in, in your, a dark room. In, in the dark room <laughs> in the print shop, trying to shoot this video for this like love song that we wrote. What is it, girl? I can't go on. I think that might be it. And, um, it, you know, I couldn't, I don't think I could even watch the playback of that today. Oh, I'd no. be so embarrassed. Oh my gosh. I'd be so embarrassed. I'm glad oh, it dude. never got out. I mean, I, stuff like that. And, and you know, what's funny because now you bring up that and it brought me back. We brought up your mom earlier. Yeah. Huge shoot out to, or shout out rather to your mom. Cause, yeah. and one of the things I love most about your mom, and it has to do with our music. That's why I brought it back up. Right. Was one of the rules when you came to see TJ is <laughs> there was ample parking on Colfax. <laughs> yeah. And one of the rules, I think the only rule, honestly, you can stay up as late as you want, make noise as yeah, late as you want. Do whatever you want. Just don't park in the driveway. Oh, God. And Bob, for some reason, <laughs> never learned. He parked in the driveway every single time he came over. Oh, she chewed mom, me out so many times. Oh, she'd get so pissed. And still took me out on my 21st birthday. Still to That's, this day. She knew she loved me. Still to this day, <laughs> she she's, gives you shit about parking in the driveway. <laughs> to this day. And, oh she, and she's never gonna let it go oh but, gosh man she would she would yell at you for it we would leave we'd go down to shop easy 
and we come back and you park back back in the driveway oh, yeah. again. Like you were just like, I don't care. I'm just gonna do it. I don't care. You know what about Ken and Bev? What about Kin old Shop Bev, Easy? Kin huge shout out. Huge I mean, shout out to Shop all Easy. this nostalgia, all the stuff we're bringing up now is. It's just crazy to think. I mean, it's, you know, we kind of grew up in Havelock or just outside of Havelock. Yep. And, uh, man, we came across some people that uh, will forever be in our lives and, yep. and some that we couldn't wait to get rid of. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and that are still kind of in our lives. But nonetheless, right. <laughs> um, I, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Yeah. You know, I had a chance. It's funny because people, they, they think of Havelock and they think of hood or right. bad individuals or whatnot. Right. And there's plenty that come out of there. Absolutely. But there's some great people that come out of there too. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, well, I, I mean, the, even just speaking about that, I mean, obviously we got to talk about, you know, growing up with the Tuckers, growing up with Snook. I mean, even oh, Angie, like all these people that, that, you know, whether we got along one day or hated each other the next day or it, we were a crew and yes. that, that was all that mattered. Absolutely. And, It'll always be all love till till the end of time. So yeah, for sure, um, yeah, that's a big part. Like when I think about being a kid, that's what I think about. Yeah, I think of seventy second Burlington. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. in that it's, corner. That's where we lived that every was it. single day. It and was... you better know us if you're coming through there. Absolutely. I mean, that's what we oh, were yeah. thinking at oh, that yeah. time. Oh no, it was true. If you if <laughs> you didn't true. know us coming through there, <laughs> probably something bad about to happen. So you just get leave called it at that. something. Yeah, yeah, he'll just leave it at that. But yeah. So, okay, so speaking, let's go back to you working with Jim. Okay. Um, I know you you just recently started uh, there, but how, it, do you see an impact of everything that's going on, the coronavirus thing? Do you see that impacting sales? Well, for sure. I mean, one of the reasons Jim brought me on uh, was because it was successful, and he was getting to the point where he couldn't do it all himself. Right. Um, he now has two lots. Um, he also is the owner of Tasty Trailer. Yep. Fantastic she, food, by the way. Yeah. Oh my! So there used to be a there used to be a restaurant here in town called Tasties. If you're not familiar with with where we're at, there used to be a restaurant called Correct. Tasties. It was here forever. Our our parents' parents used to eat there. Yep. Um, and they just recently, like five six years ago, something like that. I don't remember how long it's been. I don't About know. five years, yeah. But they they uh, tore it down, and now they've got the Tasty Trailer, which is a, a kind of the same thing, yeah. but it's but it's a couple trailers. How many trailers? Is it two? Two. Two so trailers? it's a he and the she trailer okay. um, because Jim has uh, his boy Jack running one, his daughter Miami running the other. Gotcha. Um, and it's funny because our second location of Marcus Trailers now yeah. is um, three to 400 feet from the old Tasty restaurant. Oh, nice. So oh, yeah, I saw yeah, it right in there the, on in the 40th video. and Holder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're right in the gut. Um, wow. And then uh, we have the office at 926 L Street too. Yeah. So it's cool because out of my office window, I get to look at Satel's every day. Yep. Um. So it's, like I said, I'm working for my best friend. Right. Uh, of course it is. It's it, business is, is definitely taking a hit. Yeah. But one of the things is, is you got the people in the industries like you and your brother right. with your construction company, Heartland Red. Yep. You got other companies out there that are, that need these trailers. Right. Um, so business has taken a hit, but sure. it certainly hasn't come to a stop. No. Uh, no. Which is op it's opened up the door to me too. You know, Jim needed a trailer picked up out of, uh, uh, ba -ba -ba -ba, where'd I go? Michigan. I did go to Michigan. I was trying to think of, we stayed the night in New Buffalo, Michigan. I saw your video um, of that. Super cool. Yeah. I want to go back when this is all done. I Now, I went out and got that trailer and came right back. It was right. just an overnight deal. Right. Uh, I didn't realize that Michigan's like third or fourth on the hit list. Yeah. Uh, oh, Detroit's yeah. getting pounded. Um, yeah. Luckily for me, again, we were we were quick just, to go there. Yeah. We stayed the night at a, a, a uh, 
I don't know, a Best Western, if you will, uh, and then headed right back. But right. Uh, th they've got a great beach out there, and they've got this lighthouse that Jennifer was all bumped about. The fact that it was 25 degrees out now, it was 70 when we left here. Right. Uh, and then we woke up in the morning. Our plan was to go there and, and spend a little bit of time. Clearly, when we got there, it was, I mean, not a soul to be found. Yeah. I'm not even sure if it was legal for us to go on that beach and take pictures, <laughs> but we took a few and then we ran for cover because it was like 30 degrees out. Oh, yeah. Wind blowing, but yeah. I wasn't going to go that close to, to uh, Lake Michigan, if you will, right. and, and, and not see it. Yeah, so yeah, I ran up, got, got that salt water splashed on my face, yeah. uh, and now here I am. So, um, But yeah, I love working for Jim. It's a cool new experience in my life. Um, seems like you know people ask me, um, or, or rather they tell me about their experiences with going through jobs, uh, applications, interviews, right. filling out resumes, and, and I'm, I'm kind of negligent to yeah, that stuff yeah, because I've never had to it. do it. Yeah. Um, Every job I've ever had has just been from another job that I had before. Right. Um, and just referrals. Um, you know, a lot of people, you know, I did five, six years in cars. Yeah. Um, when you're a country singer, you know a lot about cars. Yeah. Actually, I knew nothing, um, but I was able to sell a lot and learn a little. Right. Um, in, in my time, I got to work for the late, great Eric Bigler. Yeah. Um, obviously from Bigler Motors. Also, Chris Dillon. Yep. Um, and then I thought I graduated to the big leagues, to right. Lexus. Right. Uh, not the case, um, because shortly after being hired, they implemented this Lexus Plus, yeah. which takes away all the fun in my eyes. Now, listen, Greg and the guys at Lexus do great work. And I still do a ton right. with the Boys and Girls Club, and Greg helps runs that. Uh, so I don't want to throw salt. Sure. Uh, what I'm saying is you take a guy that if you meet somebody on the lot and you sell them a car, and then you, you escort them to finance, and they take care of it. And you're back on the lot to take another up. Right. With with Lexus Plus, you meet the customer, you hang with the customer, you test drive, you sell them the car, you do all the paperwork, all the financing. You're it's an all day thing. You do so everything. you're yeah. not doing the the hat trick. You know we used to make a, we used to do me and uh, the Lulies, Brian Luli, Chris Luli, uh, we used to do hat tricks all the time at Bigler. Right. Um, you know selling three in a day. Yeah. Um, and that paid very very well. I, uh, you go from three to one and it hurts. Right. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. Don't say what with lot or any of that kind of stuff. But I know obviously in the used car business back then, there was a lot of money in that as far as commissions. There's a lot of money. What was the biggest commission you ever got on one sale? Well, make no mistake about it. If you're, if you're looking to go into selling cars, you definitely want at least a lot that offers used. Yes. Um, new cars, you're going to make a flat. Yeah. A few um, hundred bucks or something. Yeah, forget about sell. it. Yeah. Used cars is the bee's knees. And yeah. Certain dealerships will open up the book and let you know what's in the vehicle, what they paid for the vehicle, right. what it cost when they ran it through the shop. Because I will say all three dealerships that I work for did a wonderful job of that. Absolutely. Um, I wasn't scared to sell a car. Right. Um, I did have cars that sat on the lot for a long time, um, maybe because it's a manual or or because it's a turbo or right. had a lot of miles, what have you. But um, I would say the most I ever made off one deal, and this is funny because this kind of ties into Royce. Um yeah. One of our friends, right. our mutual friends, yeah. um, mm, thirty five hundred bucks. Damn. Yeah, and what and the reason I say it brings up Royce is Royce. One of the things about him that I love, and Johnny, as if I can go there, right? Both amazing people, man. I yeah. love these guys, and uh, one of the things you have to be able to do in in the used car business, yeah, is separate that personal life. Absolutely. Um, and absolutely know how to close the deal. Yep. Um, I, uh, 
what I loved about what I did at my time with the work and I worked with those guys is I was able to feed off their energy. Right. I will tell you if either of those, if Johnny or Royce ever had a bad day, you didn't know it. Right. Um, both and Royce incredibly gifted vocally. Yep. Johnny should be a comedian. Right. Um, they're just so good. Yep. Um, so it was a pleasure of mine because you work with managers that, um, they come and they go, yep. and especially at that level, when you're a GM, and or a sales manager, right. uh, they're they're just like salespeople. They're right. always looking for that next spot that's going to pay them more, or that's a little more promising. Um, so I found myself when when especially Johnny and Royce needed that deal closed, right? They came to me. Yep. Um, and I, I I loved that. I never asked for a dime. Right. Um, and they knew that. They knew they could come to me, Johnny and Royce. I, well, at least Johnny. I know Johnny got a 15 car bonus one month. Oh man! Um, because I actually closed down. It was a former Husker, and he played for the Bears. Um, I honestly, and I for the life of me, I can't. I didn't think we were going to talk about this, so I didn't think about his name. <laughs> I'm um, trying to think of who it would be. But uh, nonetheless, th this guy was huge, and and he brought in his wife, who, um, 10, 10 out of ten, oh, maybe yeah. fifteen out of ten, right. And I think just, you know, it was, and I knew Johnny knew he was going for his 15 car bonus, which pays you a bonus. Um, so not only was it, he was having a killer month. Right. Um, I just think he was nervous. This guy's a monster. He's a beast. He's six, six, you know, 350 pounds. Right. And then he's got the smoking hot wife and there's nobody to help him. Um, I was in back betting on horse racing <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And uh, missing out on the on the good stuff. Well, you know, I, but what was cool is we called the, uh, we called it the BDC. Right. I mean, so we had glossed out windows where we could see the lot. Right. So yes, I was betting, um, but I could also see if anyone was coming on the lot. Yeah, there wasn't. Right. Um, so Johnny came in to me, and, and I could see it in his face. He needed just a little bit of help. Yeah. Um. So I went in, absolutely closed the deal, sold a gap, which is just a. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, if you know what gap is great, if you don't, we won't even go there. Right. But I sold him some, uh, some other warranty options. Um, I think Johnny ended up doing, uh, just under two grand on that deal. And then for five, for 15 cars in a month, I think there was like a two, I mean, maybe $1,500 bonus nice. on top of, so I know Johnny did very well, but nobody deserved it more than that kid. Right. I mean, he, the hard worker. Oh my God. I mean, it could be a blizzard and he's running after customer. He will chase them down the street. Um, I, I've never seen that kind of energy. Um, I hate that, by the way. I know, and a lot of people do, but <laughs> Johnny's that good-looking kid, though, too. Right. I mean, he's a good-looking dude. He's out dude. there hustling, and that's that's what you need in a salesman. you, you got to have it. If you don't have the hustle, then stay out the business. Yeah. Because you're going to get your feelings hurt. Absolutely. You're going to be told no way more than you're going to be told yes. That's right. And it beats you up a little bit. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. you go home, but the thing about cars is you never get a break. Right. You might get two days off a week, but truly you don't. No. If somebody's coming in to pick up their vehicle, you're not going to miss that. You got to go in. Yeah. If somebody calls and says, my car broke down and it's your fault, you can't just hang up and say, okay. Right. So it's a seven day a week job. Yeah. And that's what, you know, and again, Chris Bigler or, or Chris and um, Eric Bigler. And of course the people, Greg uh, and, and Tim Toner and, and Scott, all the people at Lexus. I love right. them all because I've learned from all of them. Yep. Uh, and what I've learned the most is to stay out of the car business. Yeah, right. <laughs> move on to something else. And you, you move on. You sold cars for what a few years? How many I think, years? Well, I put in six years total. Six years total. Yeah, the first year I had no clue what I was doing. Right. Um. I so this is this ties back to Satels. Yep. My aunt, and my dad kind of came to me and said, "Listen, we think we're gonna close up." Right. And uh, I was like, "Oh my god, 
this is all I know. Yeah. You know, I, I I came right out of high school. Yep. Um, and, and went to work for my dad and my grandparents and my great grandma who was still doing the books yeah. uh, through a thick magnifying glass. <laughs> um, she was still doing it. Though. Oh, and it's just always beating me up. Yeah. You know, always tell me how hard I wasn't working. Right. Um, but gosh darn it, she's an amazing person. And my, like I said, I I I thank her so much for giving me my grandfather and. Yep. Who married my grandmother and then right. gave me my dad. Yep. <laughs> Excuse me. So um super, super thankful for that. But uh Yeah. No, I I remember that's what I remember the most is you working at the print shop. Um, and then obviously you did a lot of the car dealership stuff. But what you're doing today, not only working with Jim, but also having the business. Yeah. I think is I I think you're happy. Oh, I'm I'm stoked. Yeah. I mean, I'm so happy. I'm getting I'm getting paid. <clears throat> to hang out with my best friend, yeah. one of my best friends, yeah. and to sell trailers, which again are a, a necessity to some, right? Um, you know, and I know that Jim's. I, I've looked it over. He, he's his prices are are definitely on point. Oh yeah. So it's not like I, I don't have to fight that uphill battle, right? I don't I have bought, to. I bought two trailers from him, so I, I You know, I do my research. I'm, I'm yeah. good with. And it. I've actually got my first one getting wrapped right now. Nice. What's great about this is I've got a lot on 926 L Street. You got 40,000 people that drive by that corner right. of 9th and L Street. That's right. And uh, so I'm just getting it wrapped with five star. Nice. I don't know if I'll ever tow the thing. Right. But it's worth that $3,000 investment. Yeah. I mean, you're talking three weddings. Yeah. I'm going to park it on that corner. Yep. I've got 80,000 eyes a day is going each way. Seeing that every um, time. Yeah, it's a no-brainer. Yeah. Um, you know, and he offers great, like I said, it's 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 amazing. Yeah, you get online, you see used ones. Um. But luckily, we don't we don't buy and sell used. Right. They're all new. That's right. Um, and they're just great units. Like I said, you know it. Um, we've had great success. And and then Jim is is ultra savvy. Yeah. I mean, he's so business minded. You know, if there's money to be made, the guy's gonna make it. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. he's gonna work for it. I oh, mean, yeah. you know, when he told me about Marcus Trailers, I remember the very first day. Um, when he told me about starting the Tasty Trailer, I remember that. Yep. Uh, he's always talked to me about it. You know, not to get my approval, obviously, but. Um, he shares his, his ideas with me and, um, you know, I, I look back and I think perhaps I could have maybe patted him on the back a little more for, for the tasty sure. trailer, especially, right. Um, because that's doing that's massive, doing especially for right now where you can't yeah, go it, into that restaurant. It's a perfect thing because yeah, yeah like you say, we can't go into restaurants. Right. So you've got tasty trailer who it's parked in, you know, a couple places in Lincoln yep. and people can just go up, get their food, go off and then they're serving yeah. people all day long. And, I and tell you, it's fantastic. It is fantastic. I mean, not only tasties, yeah. but he also has hot dogs. Yep. Uh, they're Fairberry. I mean, and, and listen, I go there and they deep fry them. I mean, it's 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 a it's incredible flavor, man. I can't oh, yeah. get over it. And they also one of the coolest things they just got permission to take over the uh, where the old ice cream hut used to be there on the roundabout. Oh yeah. <clears> by yeah. Lee's Chicken by yeah. Pioneers Park. Oh yeah. So they're there and they're doing wow. big things. Every day's lunches are huge there. Summer's gonna be crazy. Oh, for them. dude. I once, just, once we get past once, this and get into summer, yes. it's gonna be crazy. Well, and I think them. business would be crazy almost for everybody. Oh, yeah. I think people are gonna explode with with excitement. Yeah. Um, because honestly, it feels as if we're grounded. It really does. It does. I mean, we're here now together, which is great. Um, but like it's Monday. Yeah, I mean, you, I, it could be Saturday for all I know. Nobody knows what it is. is. There's no difference. You're not going to the clubs to watch a band. No, you're not doing any. You're not going out. You can't go to yeah. a bar to get a drink. No, you can't go sit in a restaurant and eat a meal. You know, but you I, can get drinks to go now. That is wonderful. <laughs> I mean, and scary at the same time. Watch out for that DUI count, dude. I still need to go and pick up a drink. And Keep just, the lid just, on it. You know, it's I. The only reason I want to do it is just to say I did it. 
That's it. I don't really care. Like I, I've got plenty here that I could for make sure. myself a drink. But just being able to go and get an alcoholic drink and drive home with it is yeah. so weird. But keep your me. cap on. Got I mean, you can't sip it. No, 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 you can't sip it. That's <laughs> bad news. Can't, can't do that. No, man. But yeah, I cannot wait. I mean, obviously, every single business is going to benefit when things are back to normal, if you will. Yes. Uh, bigger, better, stronger. Oh, you know, yeah. that's what they keep preaching. Oh, yeah. Um, so I just hope, I, I hope that these medicines and, and all these things they're working with and coming up with, and I mean, we've got great people. Yeah. I mean, oh, you yeah. can't help but watch the news. Yeah. Um, and, and through that, you see the doctors and whatnot. Did you hear about the uh, couple that, well, they, they're blaming Trump, but Trump's been talking about how hydroxychloroquine is the drug that has been, you know, helping exactly. COVID-19 right. patients. Well, so there was this couple, I think they were in Florida and oh boy. I think they were, I think they're in their seventies or something like that. Right. But anyway, so they, she was putting some food in the pantry or something and she saw that they had some, what she called medicine. And it said, um, uh, what did it say? Uh, I can't remember the exact term, but it's hyd something like hydroxychloroquine phosphate or something like that. Okay. Well, it's a fish cleaner. Oh boy. Her and her husband took it. Her husband died. Oh, no. She got hospitalized and blamed it on Trump. Oh, no. Because Trump said hydroxychloroquine, which is totally different. <laughs> yeah. It's a, it's a drug that uh, it's like for malaria or something like There's that. There's a lot of other things it's been used for. At, it's, in a, uh, it's been used for like 70 yeah. years. Yep. And, and I mean, you don't take fish cleaner. No, I'm dude. sorry, but it doesn't matter who picks up fish cleaner and reads the active ingredients and says, oh, hey, that's the stuff Trump was talking about. Let's yeah. pop these. And they didn't even have any symptoms. No. Nah. They just took it. They just to assumed. It. They just thought that it was going to prevent it or something. Oh I, I, I have no idea where. Oh. Some I need a doctor's are, note. Yeah. I want a doctor's note saying, hey, this is what you need. Right. I'm not just going to guess. No. Hey, look, it, I mean, there's a lot of asymptomatic people. There's a lot of people who get it and it's just like a little, you know, just a touch of yeah. nothing. And then there's people that get it and it, and it just beats the hell out of exactly. them. You know, and some people are passing away from it. So it's, it's really hard because we're not seeing a lot of it here. Yep. We see it on TV, but we're not seeing it here. And Thankfully. So, yeah, I think that it's harder. I don't want to say that it's. I don't want to say that there's anybody here that's not taking it seriously. I mean, I, I don't want to downplay it. I think people do take it seriously. Oh yeah. But at the same time, I went to Best Buy today. You can't go inside Best Buy. I was okay, okay, because yeah. I went by Best Buy the other day, and it looked like were they coming out to you? Yeah. So okay. So the only way you can make a purchase at Best Buy is you have to get online, you make the purchase. When they get your purchase all ready to go, they send you an email. You drive to the store, you park, they've got like designated parking. Yep. You pull up there, you open up that email and you click the button saying, I'm here. Oh, wow. And they bring it out to you. Oh, dude. So that is kind of nice. Yeah. Although, although I'm a tech guy and I yep. love to walk around Best Buy. It's one of my favorite oh, things to do. It's it's that in the mart. Yeah. Love it. I, I, I love it. day there. Yep. Yeah. And so it's a little frustrating. I can't walk around in there. Um, but today was kind of a pain in the ass because, um, so I'm going to go on a, a small rant here. Um, I'm a huge Apple guy. You know, this, anybody yes. who knows me knows I love my Jennifer's Apple huge in Apple too. Yeah, by the way. I love Apple products. I've been a huge, uh, supporter of Apple for, for many, many, many years. Anyway, um, I needed a new office computer. Um, my brother needed a laptop and I had a MacBook, And so I, I needed to get something a little bit uh, more updated. And so I decided I was going to buy one of the new iMacs. Um, and so I, I bought a new iMac. I gave him my MacBook and got it all set up. Dude, I was so disappointed. Oh no. It is slow. It doesn't, it's not responsive. I made sure everything was updated. You know, I'm, I'm a 
Tech, yeah. Dude, I, oh, I dude. love tech. That dude. scares me, bro. Horrible. Horrible. I tr For three days, I dealt with it. I finally said, forget this. And I wiped it clean, and I took it back. Oh. So I built a PC today, and that's what I use now. Okay. It, so basically, I spent $1,100 on this iMac, turned around, took it back, built a PC that's probably five, six times faster and more responsive and runs my programs better for 500 bucks. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I'm not knocking Apple because I still love Apple products, but yeah. I don't know what's going on with their new machines. I don't like the fact that they've sealed them now. So you, however you buy it, you're stuck that way. You can't upgrade you RAM. You can't add to it? No. You okay. can't upgrade RAM. You can't upgrade uh, your hard drive. You just SD have to do, like, card or whatever. Yeah, I mean, audio have, cards and all that. You would have to run, like, if you wanted more storage, you got to run an external. Oh, wow. And that's a pain in the ass. Now, for a desktop, it's not that big of a mm -hmm. deal. But for a laptop, you don't want an external hard drive hanging out of your laptop all the time. Not unless you have to. No, exactly. I mean, obviously, I deal with it. Yeah, well, um, but you just do it at a show. But yeah. Right? But so, so many people get yeah. on me about the fact that I'm still using a, was it Lazaro? Or what do I use? Lazenzo or? Uh, Lenovo. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Whatever. Well, Lenovo's aren't too bad. As long as they power up and work, I'm good with it. I, I think I think people are messing with you because it's not a Mac. Right. Exactly. What and that's what, what I'm using. saying. Yeah. So everybody wants me to go to Apple, and that's what this scares me a bit. Yeah. If, if you're going to go to a MacBook, you need to buy the 2012 macbook pro you can get them for like 300 bucks yeah that's, right that's about my budget yeah <laughs> 300 bucks but the great thing about them is they're still the thicker style okay and you can you can open them up and change everything in it Dope. change memory you can put an ssd in it you can do whatever you want you say s and d s and d <laughs> we need a one terabyte s and d with a uh, hanger with a hanger uh, but th that's the one to go with. Don't buy the new ones. Okay. It, it's it's a waste like of money. Yeah. yeah, don't do it. Don't absolutely don't do it. But yeah, I'm I'm a little upset about that. I'm, okay. I'm a little frustrated. Um, that's the first time I bought an Apple product and and been that upset to where I took it back. Wow. I've never done that before. Well, and you don't years. typically complain. Again, no. we've got no mm, twenty five years together. Yeah, you don't complain about anything, dude. No, no, especially about Apple products. That's the last thing I complain about. My whole or warm Pepsi. I love my warm Pepsi. God, you do. I remember warm or cold. I don't care. As no, long as it's Pepsi. did you finally convert to cold? I do both. I, bro, we lived together forever, yeah. and you would have cases of Pepsi in your room. Yeah. Keep in mind, folks, we had absolutely nothing in our fridge. No, we didn't. But he still would wake up and crack that Pepsi, and I fought I, back the vomit of, see, of I a don't, hot pop. I, I don't. <laughs> It's not hot. <laughs> hot is the different story. Okay. I won't do that. Room temperature. Room temperature. But yeah, uh, I don't drink coffee, so that's how I get my caffeine. Um, that and tea. I drink a lot of tea. So, uh, and I drink a lot of water too. Those are about the only three things I drink: Pepsi, tea, and water. But that's probably why we're besties because I don't. I've never touched a glass of coffee. Yeah, I it can't smells do great. I don't. I like mean, the smell. You don't like the smell? No. Amy makes coffee, and I'm not a smoker, but I love the smell of cigarettes. Oh, I definitely smoke. So, well, but it's just weird to me. It is. Weird. Um, I love the smells of these things. Yeah, you smoked uh, on your birthday many a few years back when we were downtown. Oh, my fortieth. Hammered. Oh, oh dude. My God. I. I would have done any and everything on my 40th birthday night. Yeah. Kudos and thanks to all of the. I mean, you want to talk. This kind of ties everything in. I had everything from my friends. Excuse me for a second. <laughs> I had. Uh, I'm back. Um, so anyway, this a uh, person put it on for me. Let's yeah. put it that way. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Let's put it that I way. I mean, I'm yeah. married. I'm so happy right now. Right. But a friend of mine, if you will, yeah, you put go. this thing on for me. Yeah. And, and honestly, I had no clue. Yep. I walk in down or to the downtown Brewskis. Brewskis, yeah. And there's how many of my friends and family? Oh God, we had yeah. the whole place. Everybody was there. Jimmy was there. Dude. Royce came. Yes, me, Amy, 
Uh, I want to say it was close to a hundred. Oh, there was a ton of people. There. I mean, an amazing amount of work family, went into that. Family was there. Everybody was and there. And we yeah. partied. And listen. Oh, man, I was so drunk. I still remember pictures of me that night. Passed out in the hotel Oh, room. done. Yeah, I, I mean, I, done. I got the person that put it on yeah. sent me the pictures. I'm sure. I wasn't even home yet. Yikes. We left downtown, and I wasn't even home yet. And oh, I got my the God. pictures of you passed out, half dressed right i think i still have my pants on right you still had your pants i just on. took my shirt off for whatever reason i think you took your shirt off i think you started to unbutton your yeah pants or and something, that was it and then you were just out out on the floor on the floor on the floor didn't even get make it to the bed i just want to thank the graduate for tolerating me that night oh man i that can't imagine a, that was a fun night i can't oh it was so fun i remember we went to the beacon we went so right yeah, so we started right? we started at brewski yes we ended up at single barrel okay i almost got oh. sick Single barrel. I was so drunk by the time we got Well, there. and we played there, and we were a big deal there at that time. Yeah. So uh, one of the things about the single barrel is I'm guessing that I had endless drinks. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> single barrel, all I remember is everything was good. Here's a problem. When you get around uh, Bob and Jim is they feed you Crown Royal straight, right? And I think this is more of a Jim thing, but, but Bob was into it back then, too. I, I don't think he's really into it anymore, but... I remember when we were at Beacon, we all did a few rounds of fireball shots, and then we were doing uh, literally glasses of just crown on the rocks, and that's it. Yeah, man. That's all it was. And then we walked over to Single Barrel. Now, I'm I'm hammered at this point, but I'm, I'm keeping it together, <laughs> right? So we get to Single Barrel, and we go in there, and I, I get a drink. I don't remember. what, Probably a Jack and Coke or something. Right, right. And Royce brings a round of shots, and we do those. And I'm good. Yeah, right? everything's great. And then I decided I'm going to go out and smoke. And so I had never been to Single Barrel before. So I tried to go back out the front door. Oh, yeah, no. And the guard, I didn't know they had a beer garden. Right. Going smoking. And so the the guy taking IDs or whatever, I don't want to call him a guard, but the right. guy taking IDs to the front door, he's like, where are you headed to? I was like, well, I was just stepping out to smoke. He's like, oh, we have the beer garden over there. And I was like, oh, my bad. And he was like, that's okay. You can just walk down the sidewalk. And jump over because okay. they, they have like yeah, a rail fence. There, yeah, right? it's low. It's a low fence. Yeah. Yeah. So he's like, you can just jump over because I know you're good. You've already come through right. or whatever. I'm watching you. I was like, all right, bet. So I walk down there and I get to the railing. I'm looking at it like, oh shit, am I gonna be able to make it over this? I'm I mean, like, it's not oh. that low. No, but I was hammered. Yeah, yeah it's right. not that low. It's not hammered. that low. And I was wearing like a blazer. Okay. Right. And yep. so I was a little restricted. And there's a bunch of people out there. And oh, they're all you don't want to eat. Yeah, they're all eat it. You don't eat. They're all looking at me. And so I'm like, oh, I hope I make this. And so I, I, I make it, I get over and I'm like, okay, that's good. So I light up my cigarette and I'm, I think I just had that mid, that second of decompressing and realizing how drunk I actually was. Yes. Things started to spin. I started to get really hot. Oh no. I was like, oh, I'm going to lose it. And oh no. So I walk back in and it's loud and the lights are flashing and I'm just like, I, I, was, I felt like I was like on a bad trip or something. Right, right. Like I was really bad. And I, I sit down, Royce could tell right away. He's like, are you good? And I was oh. like, nah, man. And I'm like taking my clothes off in the middle of the bar because I'm so hot. Like I was Ah, it makes me feel bad because I don't remember this. I yeah, would have helped you. you. Were, I think you were off partying. Well, sure, dancing. I was hammered. Yeah, we I were think all... I gave Royce that tray of shots. Yeah. Because well, so, I drank for free at Single Barrel. Yeah, so I'm <laughs> here I am like, feel like I'm dying, yeah. right? And Royce goes, hold on, I'll get you something to make you feel better. And he goes off and I'm like trying to get oh, my no. wits, right? He comes back with a shot, a fireball. <laughs> it's like, here, this this will do it. I'm like, dude, and that like almost sent me over the edge just smelling it. Yes. 
So I go into the bathroom because I'm assuming yeah, I'm you're thinking you're done. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, pretty you're gonna positive. lose it. Yeah, pretty positive I'm gonna get sick. I love that. I get in there, I sit down, and I'm just like inside of a stall, just Correct. sitting there, just trying. Do I to, need to puke or am I okay? Right, just right. letting my stomach I, settle. Yeah. And all of a sudden, Amy and the person that put the thing together, they come in the men's bathroom. Oh sure. Like, are you good, T? All these guys are just like, what the hell? You know? Oh yeah. They're like, don't worry, we're not here for you. you oh know? yeah. And I was like, no, I'm good. And I, I sat there for like 10 minutes and then yeah. I was fine. Yes. But then we ended up at Beacon. Yes. Um, I'm guessing we sang. That was the night Ronda Rousey lost her first match. Yes, to Holly we Holm. talking about Right, it. got yeah. the head kick. Yeah, we were like, what the hell? Gosh, got her ass beat. That's crazy, man. But uh, that night was cray, cray. And, uh, um, you know, huge shout out again. I mean, Beacon Lounge. I, You know, Bo is actually, I believe, her second or third cousins. Yeah. The guy that, and he and his wife that own it. Um, for we used to perform. You well, know, sure. I, he was one of the people. Again, this is we're talking about six doors down from Sattel's. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, we would go there and we perform there. And I think TJ and I made maybe seventy five, hundred bucks a night. Yeah. Uh, plus our drinks. Um. Oh, he was feeding us drinks. Too. Oh, we and, would always be drunk by the third set. Yeah, and I think that's what led to my uh, disorder, if you will, with cactus. So I mean, keep in mind, <laughs> we were sponsored by Crown. Crown. Yeah. Grey Goose and Coors Light. Okay. Um, so as bad as I was that night, let me just shed light on on one show that will never that haunts me. Right. This is a show at Red Nine, which closed down in, I believe in 2012, 2013. Yep. And it's the old P.O. Pairs building. I mean, that was the that was epic the spot. spot to play. That was the spot. That yeah. was where you want to be. Yep. Um they put in 50 grand worth of outdoor equipment to, so for bands to perform. and They had an indoor and outdoor. Correct. Yeah, the indoor, you knew if it was an indoor show, which we did tons of, yeah. it was going to sell out immediately. Yeah. Um, so they always asked me to keep my list short on those occasions yeah. um, because I was in charge of that. The guest list, I everybody went through me. Right. Um, but the show that haunts me the most is we opened up for Joe Nichols, yeah. and he was so big at the time. He was killing it. He could do nothing wrong. Um, but it was a, I think because he might've had a show. I don't know if he was playing maybe in Omaha, but this is like a four o'clock show. Okay. So we do a sound check at one, maybe two. <laughs> and, uh, I'm like, look, I'm going to take it easy. Right. I'm just going to drink a couple gray goose lemonades and I'll be good. Oh no. Well, 12, 15 shot or drinks later. Now keep in mind, we had my man, Jake behind the bar. I can't remember his last name for the life of me. Right. But I mean, it was a splash of lemonade on a glass of vodka. Oh, no. So I remember Jim's like, all right, let's go. We're up. I was like, all right, here we go. And I, I remember searching for the ground coming off my stool. Oh, no. And I was like, oh, my God. When I finally put my feet to the ground and walked up, and you go behind because they had like that like portable amphitheater yeah. or whatever, like that, that, and it still sits there to this day. Yeah. I mean, supposedly that's worth 25 grand, it's and it's still sitting, sitting there. there. Just chilling, yeah. Um. Maybe more. Mark Kelly knows that. Um, anyway, hammered. I start up the staircase and fall. And Jim <laughs> looks at me and he's like, are you okay? And I'm just like, no. No. I'm not. No. So instead of killing it on a on an afternoon of 100, I mean, it was hot too. Oh, yeah. So Which is I, not good because no. you get dehydrated. And I'm hammered. And, yeah. and that's why. And uh, that was an incredible show. And we still got a lot of footage from that show. Unfortunately, I'm not in any of it because I'm sitting behind the stage hammered. Um, but that Were being you still singing? Were you still performing? No, no. Oh, I you sat. Just sat there? I sat. Oh. Jim knew. I mean, one of the things about my band was everybody 
except maybe two were exceptional singers. Right. I mean, keep in mind, Jim is amazing. Yeah. Me at my best, I'm pretty good. Yep. But the five people behind us made us shine. Right. I mean, lead singers are great. Right. And uh, but the band. Yeah. I mean, make no mistake about it. That's yeah. what makes you good or not good. Yeah, oh yeah. And my band made us very good. Yeah. So I'm I'm forever grateful for to those yeah. to those guys. Could you imagine if you were still doing the band today, how much this would affect the band right now? Well, it's funny you say that because um, each and every year we kind of get uh, a reunion offers, show. yeah, offers of the reunion tour. Uh, and this year we did have something very much in the works for June nineteenth, or uh, I think it was June nineteenth. Anyway, yeah. it was in June. I believe it was the 19th, but if it's not, my bad. Um, Nonetheless, I don't think we uh, ended up booking that show, but had we, I don't think it'd go off. Probably not. Uh, And this is a big ceremony. Typically, if they're looking for Cactus Hill, they're looking for like a a bicentennial or a huge event. Oh, yeah. Because it's it's still big money. Oh, yeah. I mean, we got seven guys plus sound. Well, and it's something that you guys aren't doing week after week. So in order to get you guys back together to do it again, it's it's going to cost some money. Well, and it's funny you say that, that's right. And that brings me back to December 12th of last year when we were going to get back together one more time. I mean, yeah. it's always one more it's time, right? It's always one more time. I printed but, shirts that said one more time on them like three years with ago. With Cactus Hill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. They're purple. I still have mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. It's more of a, a, a lilac now. More lilac. Um, several washings. Yep. But that being said, um, we were coming back hard for December 12th. We put in a ton of time and practice. Um, we were going to open up for the Bellamy brothers. Okay. Um, and they were going to go on tour with Brooks and Dunn right after we were done. Okay. Uh, I believe it's Hal Bellamy, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Popped a hip like he Ooh. fell, ate it. I mean, they're old. I mean, let's sure. Bellamy brothers, dude. Our, yeah. yeah. Your old mom. School. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're talking your mom and my dad. Yeah. Listen to the Bellamy, Bellamy brothers. So right. it's not like they were young and, and, and healed easily. Spry and, they went yeah. down hard. I oh, mean, like geez. life alert type stuff. Um, oh, no. So uh, he shoved the button and he popped the hip. And so before we know it, the show was canceled. And uh, we actually found out on uh, December 11th. Oh. We found out the night before. Because Jim and I were eating lunch together. Um, wow. And that's when we got the text saying, hey, the show's been canceled. And we thought it was a joke at first, but it wasn't. Wow. Uh, and June 19th, I can confirm, was the June date. June 19th was Friday, the Friday, June 19th he's, was the date. He's got his phone out right now. Well, it bothers me. Yeah, I don't get, like to throw dates out there and not without have. Without knowing. Yeah, I mean, what if I was telling people we had a show on Tuesday or something? <laughs> right. I mean, it's we've done it. Yeah. But I just want to, I mean, I want to be very transparent on this show. Right, yes. You want to make sure you got all the facts laid out there. In fact, since we're talking about being transparent and all that, I, I want to play some stuff for you. I know you're not a real huge political guy, and and you follow some of right. the stuff, but you're it, you're not you're not into it like like I am. Um, but so I, I I would love to get your take on this. Everybody knows that I'm conservative, um, and so I I kind of want to get your idea yeah. on on how you think about this. So this this first clip here, I got to sit up because you know I was I was kicking back while Bob was talking. That this, could happen. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This, uh, this, well, if it's as relaxing to everybody else as it was to me, then, then we're good. Yeah. This is the mayor of New Orleans saying that it was uh, Trump's fault that he didn't cancel Mardi Gras. Oh, no. Yeah. This can't be good. No, it's not good. Uh, so there's, and I, I apologize, I don't have the, the sound bite from this, but there is a clip of them, you know, about a week or two prior to Mardi Gras. And they were holding a press conference and they were saying, 
you know, Mardi Gras is still on his plan. You know, we don't have any worries right. about any of this. Well, then Mardi Gras ended up becoming like a hotbed, obviously, when you've got that many people together oh, while this is spreading. And then they took it and, you know, went yeah. home and well, sure. wherever they were going. Um, and so now instead of just, you know, kind of taking it on the chin, like, yeah, we probably shouldn't have done that. I, I think the thing is, is that most people didn't take this very seriously. Right. I think that's a fair thing to say. I think I was one of those people. I think first, I mean, honestly, I was, dude. I mean, I, I, I feel bad now because I'm thinking, oh my God, I could have been but, one of those people. But we would, we didn't know. Right. I mean, how were we right. supposed to know? Right. And so I, I think the thing is, is that most people weren't taking it very seriously. And now we see that it is more serious than we expected. So yeah. I think it would have just been better for her to say, we didn't expect it to be as big a deal as it was. Yeah. But instead... She goes on to mainstream media and blames the federal government and Trump for not stepping in and shutting down something that's done at a state and city level. Yeah. I mean, imagine for a moment had Trump actually shut it down. Correct. Can you imagine how many All the uproar? people would be pissed off? Oh, yeah. You're done. Yeah. Like, you, you that's overreach of, yeah. of government. But this is LaToya Cantrell, who is the mayor of Louisiana. Uh, ups, or, no. Yeah. Yeah. Louisiana. Mayor of. Yeah, you nailed it. Right? I'm, I'm tripping. <laughs> I talked too long. <laughs> right? Got me all thrown off, man. Anyway, she is uh, she is complaining um, that uh, the federal government and Trump didn't step in and tell them to shut it down. Experts say, uh, Mayor, that the Mardi Gras celebrations at the end of February in New Orleans uh, may have actually played a role in accelerating the spread of this virus. More than a million people uh, came to your beautiful city at the time. We're showing some video of that right now. At the time, Mayor, did you have any guidance from health experts on the potential risk of coronavirus? Well, you know that uh, the city of New Orleans, as it relates to Mardi Gras, we plan Mardi Gras. It's a it's a year long effort, and a part of our unified command is the federal government, uh, Homeland Security, as well as FBI. So, in reaching out, meaning my health directors and public safety officials every step of the way consulted with federal partners as well as the CDC in reference to COVID-19. Uh, the federal government did not issue any red flags and therefore uh, we move forward with uh, federal agents being a part of our unified command on the ground. And with the first time uh, the city of New Orleans for Mardi Gras, we were at a SEER 2 rating that was an improvement uh, given to us uh, by the federal government. So every step of the way, uh, the federal government has been partners uh, with us with Mardi Gras. Uh, no red flags were given. So absolutely, we move forward. Like, honestly, like, how is that even possible that the mayor is going to blame the federal government and Trump for a local thing? I mean, let's face it. This is something that people plan for years in advance. Right. I mean, if you got the plans, and let me tell you, I've got a lot of friends and family that have made that trip that have done Mardi Gras. Sure. I promise you, if you haven't been there, I haven't, and I, I won't. I have not either. But it smells like absolute vomit. Yeah. No matter where you stay along that street, that's all it is. Uh, absolutely. So, no thank you. Right. I'll watch it on TV. Maybe I'll watch some clips. Um, but what is she talking about? I, I don't know. Th this is the kind of stuff that stumps me that I just don't understand. Like, why... Why everything, I mean, we are in the middle of a global Correct. pandemic. Yeah, right? man. It, it, it's, we're supposed to, uh, and, and maybe this is just my opinion, 
or just certain people's opinions. But in, in my opinion, people should be coming together, especially Americans should be coming together, reaching across the aisle, working with each other and trying to get through this, play the, play the political stuff after the fact. Correct. But, but during this is not the time to do it. No, like, man, it, it doesn't make sense to me. And I don't like that. She goes on and keeps pointing the finger at the federal government for a local celebration that has nothing to do with them, but that's the narrative that's, that was pushed. It's frustrating. It's ridiculous. I don't like it. I, I I think that it's it's just completely completely unfair. Um, the the uh, it's the whole hindsight thing. Every everybody's right. acting now. Mainstream media is in, is acting like they knew all along that this was going to be a problem. Yeah, which is wrong. Right. I, you know, I remember uh, I I talked about this in the last podcast that you know late January, I think January twenty seventh is when Trump put the uh, travel restrictions from China. Okay. When he did that. Mainstream media and, and the Democrats call him a xenophobe. Okay. Right? right. He's a xenophobe and he's racist because he's blocking travel from China. But clearly he saw that there was an issue. Right. He put his task force together. During that time, by the way, they were trying to impeach him. Exactly. So th their mind was somewhere else. They yeah. didn't care. But now for them to turn around and be like, well, we knew this was a problem. And Trump took too long to move forward on this. It's like, come on, guys. It, it, I mean, do they, they're trying to like rewrite history. Sure. It's, it, it's, it's phenomenal to me that these people would try to do these kind of things, but you know, that's, that's, that's just, that's politics. I yeah, guess, man. you know, I mean, for me, you know, I kind of just sit back and I watch the screen again every single day. we got the news playing at the office. Um, and all that I really see every day is, is, is the concerning numbers that either climb or, or, or have plateaued, if you will. Right. Um, I look forward to the, the, is it the governor of New York that I see every day? Andrew Cuomo. Killing it. Yeah. You know, he's a, listen, I'd love to meet that guy. Yeah. I'd love to just shake his hand. Well, elbow bump him for now um, <laughs> or whatever the hell I could do. Yeah. But when the time is right, I, I go to New York a lot too. I've been there several times. Yeah. Um, I was in New York actually for the first weekend in November uh, for the big UFC fights where Trump came Yeah. Uh, to Madison Square Garden uh, to the sold out event. And uh, this is when, I mean, now this is November. Um, but shortly thereafter, again, with my travels, I knew something was up. Yeah. I saw numbers dropping no matter where I went, whether it was Denver, uh, and, or, you know, anywhere in those, those areas that I travel a lot. It's like right. something was happening. Yeah. Even though I was a little bit of a naysayer, if you will. We all uh, were. Yeah. In the beginning, there were a lot of people that weren't, I mean, cause the numbers were plummeting everywhere yeah. I went. Uh, I sat by myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Lions, Colorado as this killer pizzeria. Uh, I always hit it up on my way to Estes because I know I'm in for a full day of hiking. Right. Thanks, Jennifer. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> I need it. I need it. Right. But I always bulk up at this pizzeria. Yeah. I, I wish I, again, it has the number six and nine in it, I do believe. Uh, cool. PB69. Hey. Well, there you go. Maybe. That's all you need, right? A pizzeria yeah. on the main drag in Lyons, Colorado. Absolutely phenomenal. Hit it up if you're up there. Absolutely. But when I was sitting there with one other family, yeah, I was like, that's uh -oh, weird. Uh -oh. Yeah, that that's that's a red flag. That is a huge, and that's yeah. really honestly, that's what I kind of woke up. Yeah. Uh, and that's that we can we came back. Yeah. Uh, in, in early March, and, and I was like, okay, I love going out here every other week, but right. I've got to kind of step back. Yeah. I'm a dad. You're a dad. We're yeah. dads. Yeah. Uh, and and far more important than ourselves are our kids. Yeah. Uh, and I could tell you. It, it takes special people like you and I as dads that would 
take a step back right. and not do the things that we love to do. Right. I, I can't tell you the last time I was sick. But that doesn't mean I can't catch this. Exactly. So I've got to be a realist. Well, and I think the toughest thing about this is how they're saying that a lot of people are asymptomatic. They don't even know that they have it. Right. They show they no symptoms and they carry right. it. And right. that's why the masks are important because Correct. you may have it, not know it, but you're giving it to somebody else. Yeah, ma'am. Um, people that, that get it, but, but mistake it for the flu because right. they get mild symptoms and then they get over it. Um, and then, the, then it unfortunately affects some people in a very dire way right, and, and they get hospitalized. Some people are passing away from it. Yeah. I, I think the, the, the toughest thing about this is that we were, we had the wool pulled over our eyes from, right. from the Chinese because yeah. they, they were saying that it wasn't, uh, passable from human to human, right. which was a lie. It was animal to human, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, okay. it started that way, but okay. then they were trying to say that it wasn't moving human to human, which Got is it. a lie. Yeah. Um, they, they said that only a few thousand people died from it. That's a lie. Oh, and then God. they just ordered like 40,000 urns. Oh, so just cremating them. Yeah. Cause you have to, you right? have to. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? With like in bodies? New York, they, they've got to cremate these folks, right? Yeah, I, mean, I, Unfortunately. I would assume so. Yeah. yeah I mean, there's so many, well, you think about this though. Here's, here's kind of the, I think this was like a real, like a realization for me was I understand like I said, being here, we don't see it, right? Right. We, we see it on TV, but we don't see it here, right. per se. It's not our people, per se. Right, right. right. It's not like we know somebody personally right. or know somebody that knows somebody. And so it's a little bit more difficult for us to relate. But the thing that I think where it really hit me was I saw that these all these people were passing away and then thinking about the fact that they can't even have a funeral. Yeah. Because of no social gatherings. And, and not only that, but they're getting shoved into... They're getting air-conditioned buses. Yeah, they're they're so they're like bringing them out. They've got like a, a semi tractor trailer out there that's that's refrigerated. Yeah, man. And they're just loading bodies into it, and it's, I mean, it's a it's a nightmarish scenario. Um, and and this is really like New York is where we're we're seeing this happen. Correct. And, and obviously there is a lot of people in a small area there, yeah. and that and that's way that's why it got so bad oh, so quick. You've been to New York. Oh yeah, you've seen it. Yeah, and, and when they show these drone footage, live footage of Times Square and whatnot, and it's, and it's empty, it's crazy. What? When Where's I, the naked guitar player? Dude, yeah, when I walked through uh, New York, this is back in '03 when okay. I was in Manhattan, right? And you could go out at two, three o'clock in the morning, and it was still packed. Packed. Yep. And, and so it's weird to see that there's like nobody out there. Like, so New York crazy. is taking it seriously. I Absolutely. Mean, I mean, yes, they've taken a huge hit. But there's also a ton of people in New York. Yeah. A ton. Yeah. Um, and I really respect every day. And again, I'm not political either. Right. You know what I mean? It takes like natural disaster type stuff for me to wake up and to watch this stuff. Right. To really listen to it. Um, and again, I think that has a lot to do with the fact that I'm just so positive. It, it It's hard for me to swallow the negative. Right. right. But you got to swallow this pill and yeah. you got to see what's going on. And uh, I mean- if New York can do it, they've been through a lot. Uh, yeah, a lot. God. That, um, that state, especially I mean, Manhattan. Wow. New yes. York City. Yes. It just seems like they can't catch a break. And no. But that's what you get for being the status that, that they big. are. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, we we see it as, yeah, it's New York. Correct. But the world sees it kind of as a symbol. And, and it's a symbol of capitalism. It's yep. a symbol of freedom. And, you know, a New York is kind of that spot where if they're going to do something wrong, that's where they're going to go. Sure. And that's unfortunate. But I think, you know, if, if, if there's anybody in this country that I'm not going to mess with, it's a New Yorker. Oh, dude. 
You don't mess oh. with New Yorkers. No. So no, you just don't. Yeah. I mean, no. I I I think that they can handle whatever's thrown at them. I think that they're dealing. They're with, resilient. They're very resilient. Yep. They're dealing with a lot of garbage right now, but they're going to get past it. They're going to be strong, and and you know, obviously, everybody's got them in their prayers, and yeah. you know, we're hoping that this we can get past this and move on. Um, speaking of New York, real quick, I know you're not political. I asked you if you knew who Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez was before we started, and you said no. Well, and I've probably seen her on the news. Now that I heard her, it's like I, I don't know her that well. That, well. that was that was uh, the mayor. That, oh, boy. This is a different one. Oh, no. It gets I, worse? Oh, it's way worse. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. That's nothing. That what we just played is nothing. Oh. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, um, I don't even know how to explain her. Oh, okay. We'll just say that she she was a bartender, and the next year she was in Congress. What? Yeah, and she represents one of the districts in New York. Wow. Okay, and so she absolutely should not be there. Correct. How those credentials that, play out? That can of beer. Yes. Is smarter than AOC. Oh boy, here she goes. I'm oh, not AOC. AOC. That's, oh, I that's, like it. Yeah, that's the nickname. That's not right? good. She's cute. Okay. Not gonna lie, she's cute. Um. But man, dude, bag of rocks. Seriously. Um, so with all of this stuff going on, right. there's the um, the relief aid and stuff. And so there was, you know, there was all of these regulations and rules about how uh, landlords cannot evict um, tenants right now okay. um, because of all the stuff that's going on. Right. So uh, so he, this is this is her on Instagram live. Oh no. <laughs> People are asking her questions, and she's answering them to the best of her abilities, which which are not slim, <laughs> right? <laughs> to say, from, the, to yeah. say the least. All right. This is her talking about a rent strike. Oh boy. Try to count how many times she says "organized" during this. Organized a rent strike. Um, that is okay. You just refusing to pay your rent is not necessarily a rent strike. A rent strike is an organized action. Um, which, you know, I encourage you to research or whatever if you're curious about that. Um, but know that it's an organized action. It's not just like, I'm a rent strike. It's, it is a disciplined, organized um, action and uh, to, with, you know, concrete demands. It often requires organizing. So make sure you, um, you know, do that. But uh, you know, research and, and real solid answer. And read about that you if know. that's something that you find, you know, curious. But um, all in all, just have the honest conversation with your landlord. If you need just a break, if you need five hundred dollars, if you need a thousand dollars, smartest can't pay advice, all, right? Have that conversation, but know that in the state of New York, uh, Cuomo has called for a mortgage moratorium. They can talk to their bank um, and have that discussion with them. Um, but also, I think it's part of a larger conversation oh. about capitalism because a lot of people's main income has to do with just owning property. Just owning property. Um, which, you know, there are some elements of it where, like, if you are doing repairs and all these other things, it's it's a nuanced conversation, but um, it's, you know, it's... You know. It's, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an area it's, that a lot of that exposes a lot of uh, income and socioeconomic inequity. So um, you know, there's so much there, there. But there, I'm gonna there. yeah, I catch it there, there. The next question, <laughs> but that doesn't mean it's it's not an unimportant conversation. What in the hell? Okay, tell me she's 1920. She sounds like it. 
Oh my god. She kind of looks like, like if, it too. Like if. Yeah, they're there. They're there. Like there's so much to unwrap. That was like a minute and 45 seconds and there's so many things wrong with what she Horrible. said there. She seriously, how many times did she say organize? At least 50. Organize action. Uh, did she work for Tupperware? Right. The way she's so concerned about organizing. Yeah, organizing. <laughs> Is this the S&D Tupperware hour? It's got to be. What happened there? I, I don't I, when I first watched this and listened to this, I was like there's no way. There's no Now I laugh at AOC all the time. Right. Even this is just like, come on. I, she never gave an answer. No, she's she, beating around the she's, bush. She's trying to say, uh, she's trying to say that if you're going to do a rent strike, which you shouldn't be doing anyway at this I, time, like, right? You don't need to, right? What's the point? Like governors, or, or I'm sorry, governors, um, all the states have been told that you know they have to enforce that landlords cannot evict. Now, obviously, if you're two, three months already behind, right, that's a right. different story. Yep, exactly. But for right now, um, they can't evict you because of the current situation. Why the hell you would need to do a rent strike makes no sense. Right. But then she's trying to explain rent striking, but it's almost like there was something in her mind telling her, be very careful about how you say this because it's going to come back on you. And right. so she's trying to find the way to say it, and she can't figure it out. She just keeps saying it's an organized, like, you can't just be like, I'm going to rent strike. Like, it's it's an organized, but she never explains what it is. It kind of, honestly, it reminds me of uh, somebody that I would have met, maybe third set in it, uh, Fat Nappies back yeah. in the day. Oh, yeah. Like, just going in circles. It sounds like uh, like junior high debate. Yeah, something's amiss. Yeah. It, and let me let off. me be very transparent. Um, that place I'm at right now, I'm renting. Yeah. Um, and they are absolutely fantastic. Um, they sent out a rent reminder, obviously, like they do monthly. Sure. I said, listen, are you guys doing anything? Because Jennifer is out right now. Oh yeah. Um, what are you guys offering in the way of any kind of relief? Right. They're so great. They're like, listen, what do you have right now? What can you do now? And when can we expect the rest? And nice. I, you know, so I said, let's just kind of, this is, and obviously I, before I sent the text, I thought it through a lot of, I think a lot of these folks don't do that. Right. So they go in rent strike minded. Like I'm not paying anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. When this, that's her, by the way. Oh yeah. Yeah. I remember her. You, you know, the face. Yes. You can't forget the face. Now, of Alexandra and she's a Republican. No, she's a Democrat. She ain't no rep. You're seeing representative. Oh, okay. She ain't no damn Republican. We wouldn't accept her on our no. side. No, absolutely not. She's she's super progressive. Okay. Like you you've got okay, so here's the middle. Yeah. Okay. This is like uh independence. Yeah. Right. She's Chucky Schumer's baby daughter. Oh yeah. She thinks Schumer is bad. She does. Yeah. So here's here's the middle where where you got the independents, okay? And you got Republicans, you got conservatives, and then you got like far right over here, right? And then if you go this way, you've got uh your your Democrats, yep. you got liberals, and then you've got progressives. Okay. Way, way out there. She has shifted the party so bad. So if you look at, they, there's a, I, I can't remember exactly where, what, what side it is that showed this, but it shows over the years how the parties have kind of moved more towards the center and then more outward, right. you know? Um, so the Republicans does this. So it looks like a DNA strand, yeah. basically. Yeah, 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 exactly. Little to the in right, out, little in, out. in, little to yep. the right, little in. The Democrats does this towards the center and then it just shoots off into outer space. So basically, it's so far left now right. that Obama is considered an independent, almost Republican. Wow. Yeah, that's how far left it's gone. Yeah, it's, man. it's crazy, right? So that's not the only one I have of AOC. 
this one, I, I I'll, I'll show you the video yes. later, Bob. And I I absolutely recommend anybody that is listening to watch this video because you know the uh, uh, the arm flailing guys. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The there's lots. one on what 20th and O Street. <laughs> yeah. The arm at the flailing. cricket lot. I always think of that. What is it? Um, uh, not not like King of the Family Guy. Yes. They had like the song for it. Arm yeah. flailing guy. Yeah. I know who it is. All right. So so a bunch of people took this clip. This is AOC talking about how the stimulus that was passed is bad and it's all for corporate America and blah blah blah. But the whole time she's doing it, she's like dancing, right? It looks like oh, she's boy. dancing. So a bunch of people took the clip and they just put music to it. <laughs> it's hilarious, dude. All the memes that are coming out about this are just hilarious. But this is Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez who, now let me remind everybody, every Democrat in the Senate voted for this and helped wow. write this bill. Ah. And this is her completely going against that, going against her own party, going against Americans and everybody saying that this bill is bad. They got approved it, like at 3 a.m. or something, wasn't it? Right. Like yeah. I woke up to a, a update saying yeah. it got Senate, updated. Senate wrote it. Senate approved it. It had to go to the House right. to get approval. Yep. And she is bitching and complaining about wow. it. Wow. Because she thinks it's just a bunch of bailouts for corporate America. <laughs> so, yeah, this is her complaining about it right here. But we have to go into this vote, eyes wide open. What did the Senate majority fight for? One of the largest corporate bailouts with as few strings as possible in American history. Shameful. The greed, the greed of that fight is wrong for crumbs, for our families. And the option that we have is to either let them suffer with nothing or to allow this greed and billions of dollars, which will be leveraged into trillions of dollars to contribute to the largest income inequality gap in our future. There should be shame about what was fought for in this bill and the choices that we have to make. Hey, here's what I don't understand. Wow. Yeah, she's crazy. Here's what, here's what I don't understand, okay? And and this is this is definitely a a left-right conversation, right? right? Democrat Republican conversation. Democrats want everything to go to the people. Republicans want obviously people to get some, but they also want to make sure the businesses are getting right. their fair share. Democrats see that as a bailout and they they see it as workers are the ones who make everything. The businesses don't make anything. Right. Without the workers, there's nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I, I get where they're coming from, but it's just there's no logic to support that because this goes back to when AOC was talking about the rent strike. Oh, it's a larger conversation about capitalism because some people, it's they're just from owning property, they make money. Why is that a bad thing? Right. I mean, it's not like these people, maybe some of them inherited it, but most of these people bought this property and they maintain this Correct. property and they, they, I, I that's a form of that's capitalism. Yes, that's how you make money. Yeah, What's it's wrong? Day with that? in and day out, it's a job. You have to. I mean, listen. I've been a landlord myself. I've I've owned yeah. properties. It's not easy. It's not easy. It's not a gift. No. I mean, do you make a few bucks, perhaps? But you also put it back in there. Repairs, all the other taxes. things. That come, taxes, of course. Yeah. Um, she's crazy. I she, mean, obviously, she's had plenty of gray goose going into that one. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And some crown. Wow, she yeah. was lit. There. She's she's nuts, and she so she is she is on the side saying that that, that you know this five hundred billion dollars or whatever that's going to companies is this bailout, and right. it's, it's she was also upset that we weren't giving stimulus checks to illegal immigrants. Oh wow, in in the country, yeah, which that's wow. a whole other conversation. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but the the problem here is that if you're gonna give all the stimulus money to the quote unquote workers or the people who are unemployed or whatever to try to revitalize the economy, that's great and all, 
But if the businesses can't stay open, what are you going to purchase? Right. Nobody has jobs anymore. Right. That $1,200 is going to be gone that quick. That's pennies in a bucket. And then you have nothing. Yeah. So that's the point of this bill is to say, hey, we need to give money to businesses so they can keep people, they can keep their business open, number one. They can, uh, you know, people who are furloughed or who are laid off, maybe they can bring them back. People that are still on payroll, they can keep them going, uh, whatever it may be. But we need to make sure that people have jobs, not that they get a $1,200 check so they can blow it and go back to being. Right. And then, and then they pass, the, the Democrats pass this stupid thing for unemployment where this you get your state benefit. So I, I don't know the exact number, but when, you, when you're unemployed, you get like, what is it? Half or two it's, thirds right, of your of what you make of what you earnings, made or something. Yeah, yeah I it's something different. Yeah, I it's can't not remember. Your I can't remember exactly what it is, but they so they get that right, and they get a guaranteed six hundred dollars a week on top of that, right, and they get a stimulus check. Correct. So here's the here's the issue: Why would they go back to work? They're making more money to sit at home and draw unemployment for six weeks or whatever it is yep. guaranteed. They don't even have to go out and try to apply for jobs. You can just sit at home for six weeks and make all this money. It's it's crazy. It's absolutely insane. So um, I, I think that obviously there is some issues in this bill. Oh, for sure. But it needed to get done. And it was railroaded by Pelosi. It was about to be done. Oh, Pelosi God. rolled in and shut it all down. And they added... Uh, they wanted credits for solar panels oh, and no. emissions. For, yeah, it was like, what the hell does this have to do with coronavirus? Uh, it's when it comes insane. to Pelosi, I'm, I'm, all, I'm just done. Her, Schumer, AOC, Ilhan Omar, Adam Schiff. Schiff. Dude, Shady Schiff. Schiff. Shaky Schiff. Did you hear now he has put together a team to investigate Trump's handling of the coronavirus? They're going to try to impeach him again. Of course. And guess what? 2020. He's Trump. Gonna, I think he's going to win 2020. I mean, what do you got? You got Biden. That's what you got. Dude, how, how much does it take to beat Biden? Biden. We could go in right now. Did you now hear Trump Biden. the other day? Somebody said something to him about uh, that Biden said something. And Trump said, uh, oh, he had, put a, he had put a tweet out. I don't remember what the tweet said. But the reporter asked Trump, did you see the tweet that Biden put out? Trump goes, yeah, Biden didn't write that. <laughs> Somebody else wrote that. He was like, hell, if Biden was watching right now, he wouldn't know what he was watching. He wouldn't understand it. Yeah, this. the dude is lost. He's gone. He's gone. He's he's and gone. That's what the Democrats have. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's I'll be pushing. honest, man. I got lost in Obama's speeches. Like, I think everybody did. I would turn him on and I leave him on. Yeah, it's like there's something about Obama, right? That kind of captured me. But then Trump comes along. Yeah, and just says, you know what? To hell with this. Right. I'm going to speak my mind. Sometimes it's absolutely crazy. Right. But the dude gets stuff done. Well, I think you and I relate because we're businessmen. Correct. And he's a businessman. Right. He's he's not a politician. On a, on a slightly higher level than we are. Well, uh, just slightly, though. <laughs> no, he's clearly a few, way. A few commas and zeros. Well, yeah, way, way above. But but he uh, that's why I was excited for him to come in because yeah. I, I and, and obviously up until this coronavirus thing happened the economy was the best it's ever been right unemployment was the lowest it's ever been yes and and this is across the board yes. this isn't just all for, races yeah all races yep. all trades all, like everybody had, was employed this stuff everybody was going was great money everything was great stock market which is I swear it oh. is, is completely hammered right now yeah oh it's done I it, mean it, it's oh. it, it's up and then it, it's down and then I don't it's down know, and then it's up. It, Today was up big. It was up like 1,600 points I'm or like, something. I'm like, what today. is going on? What Does someone know something? I don't because yeah. I've seen my stocks fluctuate. Well, I think from what they were saying today, the reason it jumped today is because of the numbers in New York going down. Oh, okay. Projections were a lot sure. lower than they thought. 
So if if those numbers start to go back up yeah. again, we'll see the They're stock market drop down. again. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's it, the stock market is literally hammered at this point. The right. stock market is 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 drunk as AOC's words. Oh yeah. It doesn't know what it's going what it's doing from day to day. Right. Um, so obviously until we get the economy back open and, and back to normal right. again, it's probably going to do this nonstop. And it's and crazy forth. because I, you know, the more serious it gets and as the days go on, I, I, I don't turn the channels now I'm watching yeah. the Fox news. I'm watching it all. And, and tonight I watched Trump and yeah, he just kind of wiped off a few questions. Oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, yeah. he was just like, listen, I don't even care. He's just waving his hand. Yeah. And I, again, yeah, I find news. respect in that. I yeah. find respect. Well, because they keep asking him, it's the stupid stuff, I, it, I, and it's repetitive. It, it is extremely repetitive, and it, it's not. A lot of it is not pertinent to this conversation. These like, are C League reporters. Oh, absolutely, that are piggybacking off other questions. They're not going in there with fresh. No, it, it's I mean, it's ridiculous. Some of the questions they're asking him are completely out of line, right. and and it's it's a lot of gotcha. It's a lot of gotcha questions. They're trying to get a one liner from him that they can replay on their sure, channel and beat him down and try to make him look. Because yeah. you heard place like channels like CNN aren't even carrying his his uh, live briefings. So the pro here's the issue is that his ratings were going up. People across the country, when he started doing these live briefings, right. it, there was no spin anymore. You got to see, it was it was basically C-SPAN. Like you got to see him from beginning to end. Right. And then Americans were like, yo, this dude knows what he's doing. Yep. You know, I like what he's doing. He's not as bad as the media is making him out to be. Absolutely. Well, the media started to see that and they said, oh, screw this. So now they're not showing it and they're just going to keep spinning these one-liners and putting them out there to make them look bad. It's, yeah. it's absolutely insane. I, I don't, I don't get, um, one of the things I heard tonight, I was watching the five. I watched right. all the time. And, uh, uh, Greg Gutfield made a good point, and he said, "You know, there's there's been a lot of talk about this being a Pearl Harbor moment, right. kind of just hit us out of nowhere. But what happened when Pearl Harbor happened? You didn't have the media saying, well, why weren't we prepared for this? Why didn't the government know this was coming? Right. Like that didn't happen, and and so why is that happening now? Right. I, I don't I don't understand. And then we're supposed to, oh well, the, this the Chinese said this this and this, or we're supposed to trust them? Right. I mean that that that's ridiculous. So all done." Yeah, it, it's it's absolutely insane. Obviously, the future is is a little shaky right now. We don't know how long we're going to be quarantined right. and what's going to happen. I think happen. it's the end of April now. End is of that, April. Yeah, is that what you're hearing? Yeah, Trump originally wanted to have it done Easter. by Easter. I heard that, and I think and, that was just for the churches and whatnot for the most part. Um, I think it was a positivity spin. Correct. Um, but I mean, we're talking Sunday here. Yeah. That's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. No, and then he had to go back and change it and yeah. say the end of April. So. You know, uh, Fauci has mentioned that this could be a seasonal thing. Right. Coming back every year. Yeah. Well, we have no idea. I mean, what, I mean, the vaccine. If they get a vaccine yeah. for it, then we'll be fine. Yeah. But um, we just don't know. Right now, I think the hardest thing about this is it's completely unknown. Yeah, we don't know. Unknown. We don't know anything. Right? Yeah. If anybody tells you that they absolutely know what's going on, don't listen to them. Right. It's an absolute yeah. lie. No. Nobody knows what's going on. No. We don't We don't know if this thing's going to die off in the summer. We don't the know. Heat. Yeah, we don't know if it's going to come back next year. We don't we know nothing. So we're just kind of rolling with the punches right now, right. dealing with it the best that we can. Um, we all got to play our part, and, you know, hopefully here soon it'll be gone and we can get back to normal life. And I hope so. Oh, man, it's going to be crazy. I mean, they're talking about when it, when it opens back up, how it's going to open back up. Yeah. Certain things will open back up. So how long is it going to be before we can go out to eat? Right. How long is it going to be before we can go watch a blockbuster? Exactly. Hit? I mean— Come on, man. Go to a bar. And I mean, watch go a to band a bar and relax. Yeah. 
It's going to be a your while. weekend. Because when, when they start getting things open again, it's still going to be limited. Absolutely. It's still going to be the, the social distancing and all of that, which, you know, one thing about this is it's probably a somewhat good idea that people have gotten into the routine of constantly washing their hands. Correct. Being cautious about what they're touching. And I, I think that's a smart thing. I'm not, I'm not trying to say, like, you should be... Oh, extra cautious and all that but 20 seconds yeah but i mean be smart about it right. and know that the reason that you get the flu and and these other things is from not saying that you i mean you could still be a clean freak and get right. the flu but you're going to reduce the chances by making sure that you're constantly washing your hands and you're and you know you're watching what you're putting your hands on and how close you're getting to people and well including your face and Absolutely. ever since i read that and heard that I think my face touching is up 120. percent Yeah, because oh, yeah. all of a sudden my eyebrows itch, <laughs> yeah. my nose itches. Which, if you Always. know me, my nose is huge, so yep. it itches. All the time. I'm gonna itch it. Yeah, I mean, all the time. And then I try putting the hand sanitizer in and or around my nose, and it burns. Right. Don't yeah. do it, folks. Don't, Don't do, do it. it. Don't do it. It's uh, we we need everything back to normal. We need S and D. We need yes. We need a UA reunion tour. We got products to sell, so we we need to get. We got the mashed tater pa grinder. Mashed tater pa grinder coming straight off the third floor balcony. Oh man! Oh, Folks, just wait. We we we've got another show coming. We're gonna have that. to do another show and talk about some of these other things that we that we used to do back in the day. But and what kept us up for hours? I mean, hours. we would go twenty four hours. Yeah, we would we would do our thing during the day and we'd come together at midnight. Yeah, and from midnight to six, we would or seven while our our partners and or uh, our kids slept. Yeah. We carried on like yeah, juveniles. We well, we, and I loved it. With the funny thing was, is we worked, <laughs> we worked during the day at the right, paint shop. Right. And then, uh, we would do the karaoke stuff in the evenings. Well, that's we how, had to make money. That was we our had bill to make money. Rent. That's yeah. how we paid utilities. That's how we paid rent. We, we'd go win karaoke contests and pay our utilities. Oh boy. There's another show. Right. And then we DJed on the weekends. Correct. Um, and then we had our girlfriends and we had, we started to have kids yes and, and young uh, but but then we had our music that we were doing right. we were doing rehearsals we were performing it was just like i mean we were together from sun up to sundown Correct. literally a lot for years for and years, years, and years. Yeah, yeah for a long time even when i stopped working at the shop and you would like work, like amy and i had our place and you would work and then you'd come straight to my house after yep. work every single day yeah and we would we would rehearse and you'd be there till, like you said, midnight, one, two in yeah, the morning man. and go home, pass out, go back to work, do it and, all over. And make no mistake about it. You had the most comfortable king size waterbed. Yes. So if it got too late, we just pass out. We just passed out. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. Many, many a night oh, spent yeah. on the, the king soft side waterbed, if you will. The old waterbed. Yep. Back in the day. Oh, boy. There was some crazy stuff that happened on that waterbed. Well, here. To either. Again, that was that's in our that, younger days. That's a when... six pack of shows coming up. <laughs> yeah, that was our very, very, very young days before wow. we had significant others. Oh, and, boy. And uh, we, we had lots of guests over. Oh. So just, we, we, we might just go ahead and end that here. Oh, yep. I, we're, we're getting a little, little yeah, too we're deep. personal here. We're but, deep. No, but I definitely want to say thank you, oh, Bob, Bob, for being here. Yes, I sir. appreciate it, man. Um, make sure that uh, if you guys are interested in, in getting a trailer, that you go see uh, Bob or uh, Jim out at Marcus Trailers. Yes, sir. Uh, 926 L Street. Correct. 926 and L. And 1712 North 48th. 1712 North 48th. 48th and Holdridge. Yep. They got the best. I've already purchased two trailers from them. Um, they are fantastic. So make sure you go and check them out. 
Um, also, if you are planning a wedding here, so hopefully it's not too soon. Right. Um, but if you are planning a wedding at any time in, in the future, um, make sure you call Bob at Five Star Entertainment. Um, five Star ENT. Dot net. Yep. Yeah. With the number five. With the number five. Yes. Uh, hit him up. Best in the business. Best equipment. Trust me, I know. Um, Most of it's yours. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Was mine. Right, right, um, right. But no, he, he's a fantastic dude. He'll take care of you. Um, him and Jennifer and Eddie and Grant, fantastic people. They'll get it done. So make sure you get a hold of Five Star Entertainment for, and it doesn't have to be a wedding. It could be a, a sorority dance or yeah. a school dance or uh, anniversaries or whatever it may be. If you need a DJ, call Bob Bob um, and he'll get you taken care of. So uh, once again, thanks for being here, man. Thank you, I dude, appreciate for having it. me, man. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you on the next one around. Once again, thank you for listening to the Midwestern American Podcast. Yes, sir. You are listening to the Midwestern American Podcast. Straight to you from the middle of the map.